Well, hello folks, and welcome to another episode, another edition of Chapel Chimes. This is Pastor Dallas Payton, Jr. I'm the pastor here at Cook's Chapel Baptist Church in the hills of southern West Virginia, and this is a kind of a ministry of our church. It is a podcast, and we just uh, tackle a lot of different subjects. The last few episodes here on the podcast, we've been having some conversations, and we had a lot of great feedback on our last conversation with Crystal, and um, I hope that it'll be a, that they have been a blessing to you. Today, we want to talk about something that um, we're actually, I'm actually very familiar with, and my guest today, um, who was with me having some conversations about marriage, is my dear wife, my sweetheart, um, Cindy Payton. Hello, say hello, Miss Cindy. Hello, everyone. And Miss Cindy and I are going to tackle a subject that um, kind of hits close to home. It don't kind of hit close to home. It hits close to home for us. We're going to talk about pain, physical pain. We've wanted to do this for a while, um, and we're going to look at that today. In the next several episodes, I'm going to have some other conversations. I've been talking to uh, one dear lady that uh, is in our church that has an adoption story that I'd like for her to share. And you know, everybody's life, the Bible says we live our life as a tale that is told. And on the last episode, we talked with Crystal from North Carolina and what a tale she had to tell. And it's very important that we understand where people are coming from. Uh, we're going to talk about that adoption story and some other stories. Everybody's life is a gift from the Lord. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something that we as a couple have went through, and that is pain, physical pain. Miss Cindy, I'll tell you a little bit what, about what happened uh, in just a moment, but I think we all, by, just by way of introduction, I think every Christian, I know every pastor, one of the first things that I dealt with as a pastor was realizing how much sickness, suffering, hurt, and literal physical pain that human beings went through. Um, I remember Early on, I we had planted a church, and I met this dear lady, and I watched her go through uh, death. She passed away, and the process of having cirrhosis, uh, watching her body go through what it went through, I will never forget that as a pastor. I'd visit her every other day or every day, and I watched her go through that daily process of just suffering and pain. I've watched others over the years just go through many, many types of pain. Uh, there is emotional pain or spiritual pain. There's all kinds of different pains. There's church hurt and there's family hurt. But we want to talk about literal physical pain. And that's what we want to talk about today. We're going to uh, just kind of, I want to give you Miss Cindy's story and then I'll tell you what kind of what I've done to cope with it. I want her to interject. But as we begin today, we're going to talk about physical pain. This will be a podcast for those who, if you've ever went through something traumatic physically, and obviously we live in a world in our what well, our country, I think, has three hundred and I think thirty million people. Let's say maybe more than that now, and pain is everywhere. As we're making this podcast, we just saw on social media where two different families that we know are going through hard times, death, an accident. Um, it happens all the time and it's the human condition, isn't it? And so we know that it is, but what about when it hits your life? It's easy to look on social media or television or the news and see where somebody's went through some physical trauma, 
But what about as a Christian, how do you deal with physical pain? Several years ago now, in fact, we think doing our counting was about 14 years, uh, Miss Cindy, uh, through different events, and we'll, we won't get into all the details of it, but she worked for years, and uh, it's been about 14 years now. She had an episode, and there was some events that led up to it, uh, pulling some different things and tweaked her back, had some issues. And then one day, standing up in our bedroom at our home, um, her lower back, Miss Cindy, um, dislocated uh, what what some had termed in our area. She slipped a disc, and um, she had major back trauma. That um, herniated disc is, I think, the official word for that, impinged a nerve in her back, and it immediately began excruciating pain. Now, when I say pain today, and we've talked about this, many of our family and friends know this, but if you're listening today, if you've ever had back pain, tooth pain, earache pain, those are very excruciating pain to the point of when it originally took place that that nerve got impinged, it um, made Miss Cindy uh, pass out. She literally passed out. Uh, In fact, it scared me. I thought I was losing her. That's the pain, the original pain. Now, it goes on. The pain did not subside. It was excruciating. It was life-altering. We went on a journey these last 14 years of trying to get relief. We have had numerous surgeries, numerous procedures. We have went to doctors. We praise the Lord for all the doctors and all the um, surgeries and all the pain relief we are missing now for the last several years has um, dealt with pain through a pain clinic pain uh, the Carolina Pain Institute Winston-Salem North Carolina Um, I could give you I won't get into the doctors and all that I I don't want to do that on the podcast but uh, suffice it to say she's had she has actually an implant in her back from a um, she was a guinea pig I guess you would say wouldn't you Miss Cindy Mm -hmm. about 10 years now She's had a an implant, which basically is the size of a tic-tac box, tic-tac box, I should say, um, in her hip, and it has electrical leads that go up through her spine. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been a journey. And did I leave anything out? Nope, I don't think so. Just we had the two surgeries, one in Florida and one in North Carolina to try to to take care of it, but the damage was already done, so there's no. There's no getting better. It's just tolerating the pain at this point. So what we wanted to talk about today is what do you do with that pain? That, that you know, unless you're going, the thing about pain is, is unless you are going through the pain, you just don't know. It's easy. You know, if you have a toothache, it's the worst toothache in the world. If somebody else tells you they have a toothache, you kind of move on about your day. Uh, it has taught us a lot. We've learned a lot uh, through this. We've. I, I'm going to give you some things today that I've learned as a spouse. It's been very hard to watch somebody that you love to go through so much pain. Um, and it's been a daily grind. It has changed our life. Um, many of you that have ever went through pain, went through a surgery. You know, I've been. we've been praying for a, a dear lady in our church that just had double knee replacement surgery. It's that type of pain, but it just doesn't subside. Now we want to begin. I want to say this today. We're not. 
we're not medical experts. I'm not telling you, I'm not giving you any medical advice. I am not a medical doctor. I do know quite a bit about medicine and, and hospitals and doctors because of our experience, but we don't want to give any medical advice. Every situation is different and every back problem is different. Very different. Um, yes. But I do want to say this, dealing with pain as an individual and as a family has some unique things. And I want to ask Miss Cindy, because many times I've just had to stop and say, how are you today? How are you dealing with this? How are you making it? And we've had a unique experience watching over these years now when somebody else will maybe have back problems. They'll message us and say, how did you get through this pain? How are you making it with this excruciating sciatic nerve pain? You can look that up. And, and, and there'll be somebody listening to this. You know what back pain is. Um, some people have the high back, middle back, lower back. Miss Cindy's is lower back. What, tell, Miss Cindy, what is it? Is it L5S1? Yeah, mine is L5S1. So it's down my leg and my, it's my lower back and my legs, um, especially my right leg hurts a lot. Um, used to be the bottom of my foot would really burn and hurt. But the stimulator, um, it does, it has helped me, is the and only thing. When you say thing. stimulator, it's the spine stimulator. Yes, the spinal right. stimulator, the tic-tac box Pastor Dallas was mentioning um, that I've had in for about 10 years. Um, and they say it lasts about 13. Um, but it has, it is the only thing that has helped me at all. And um, all the steroids, all the injections, all the surgeries, um anything like that has done nothing for my pain but um it has helped and um it I used to put a water bottle underneath my foot and roll it during church um because my foot would burn so bad and that has eased that burning and some days are better than others and in 13 years I've just learned how to manage it and what to do and um you know, I've, I've taken on diverse, and I'm hoping this might help someone that is in my situation. Um, it is so life-changing. When I got hurt, I was um, working two jobs, Weight Watchers and for Verizon, and I was coaching volleyball and had three children. And so I was so busy, so active, and it literally put me in the bed and caused my life to change so drastically. And, um, and I've learned, you know, now I, I do what I can, um, but my life is, is altered. And um, you put a smile on your face and you keep going and you do what you can and just try to go on. But um, God is good and he will give you the strength to do what you need to do. And, and it's day by day. Some days are good. Some days are not good. And... Um, some nights I'll lay in bed or mornings and think I can't do this again today. And the Lord just will give you that strength that you need um, if you call on him. And so many people ask me, what can I do? What can I do? And prayer is what, and God is the only thing that gets you through pain. Um, there's no miracle cure. There's no, no, nothing that can get you through pain. But God, he is the only only thing that can take care of it but um so so yeah so what would you say now that you just answered one of my questions i think 
I know you've held to some Bible verses. Of course, we're Bible people, of course. But um, And I know one of your verses changed. Your life's verse. You were the first person in my life that I ever met that had a life's verse, a verse that you held to life. You had them on a little card. We were very young. And, uh, in fact, it convicted me that I didn't have one. But you changed through this. You went from Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, which is a wonderful verse, of course. But you changed your verse. Tell us about that because I know that that's something you have really helped to. Yes. Um, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me has always been my life verse. And um, I just found myself in a position of I can't go, I can't do and which was something that was extremely hard for me because I've always been so active and just been a doer. And so um, I Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I am God, um, is a verse that I claimed. Um, and when I would be so frustrated and um, at home when everyone was at a ball game or, or even the times that many times in the past 13 years, it's not so bad now, but many times I could not go to church, which was so hard for a preacher's wife. Um, and I would just claim that verse that the Lord says to be still and know that I'm God. There wasn't anything I could do about it. I couldn't, could not go. And... Um, I actually have that on a little plaque I've had in my vehicle, and um, I just keep that verse in front Psalm of me. Psalm forty-six. Psalms forty-six ten, and um, and it has really, really helped me um, in a lot of ways to remind myself that it's not something that I've done to to get to this point, um, and that the Lord knows, and that um, I have to just turn it over to Him and ask Him to help me to, you know, to just be calm and patient and just tolerate, do what I can and let the rest go. So, um, and when, when I, when she says, and of course people that know us personally that hear this will know this, of course, but if you listen to this and you don't know us, um, <laughs> we're busy as a pastor's family anyway. Um, but, um, we also have a Christian school ministry, which has an extra, uh, amount of busyness to it. And then Miss Cindy, uh, I've got that time, of course, our children were 14 years younger, and uh, we're still pretty much all grown now, but um, she really won volleyball state championships and all kinds of things as a coach, uh, was extremely busy, and continued that for some time, but it just, the pain really started becoming a handicap. It was, yes. Uh, to where we couldn't... Um, and through the pain clinic, through the stimulator, through learning. We, you've learned some things, too. You've learned to stay home on Saturday. For yes, example, we're yes. recording this on a Saturday. Yes, and today I would like to have gone to our boys' championship. or They're, they're in a ball tournament today in Charleston, but I can't go because if I do, I won't be able to go to church tomorrow. Um, I've learned to, you know, people don't realize, but you do things differently when you have a back issue. Um, most Saturdays I try to be home and rest so that I can go to church on Sundays. I've told people this, Miss Cindy, uh, and you know this, of course, but I've told people, people have asked about, like, how do y'all do it? And, and, and we still do this. Like, if, if we have something planned, I say Cindy feels decent from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And if it's earlier than that or later than that, she really struggles. And that's still true. Right, it is. And you have to adjust around that, don't you? Because right. your body just don't 
cooperate. And those who are going through pain and maybe are listening say, you know, I hear that, but my body just won't cooperate. Right. Whatever that may be. Right. Now, how do you deal with that? You just Is it just scheduling? You've got in your mind now that what your body can do and you shut it down? Yeah, and I've just learned to accept it, that that's just what it is. It's heartbreaking, and, and it is hard emotionally to live like this. At You know, now I am, I, this happened at, I was 38. So it is very hard to feel like you are handicapped. Um, and actually, I, I have a handicap sticker. I am on disability, which was so hard. I actually did get a wheelchair um, at first. I had to when I was first hurt. And it was so hard to ride in a wheelchair when you're 38 years old. But, you know, it humbled me and taught me some lessons. Um, That's just where I was at that point in my life. I I had no choice. And um, so I've learned a lot of lessons through this. Um, I've learned a lot of humility and, um, you know, a lot of trusting in God. And because you know, let me make it clear, you're still dealing with pain, though. This every is not day, over. Yes, every day I still deal. I hurt every single day. Um, it, some days are better than others, depending upon the weather and depending upon what I do. If I, you know, if I keep, I, I love my grandchildren. When I keep my grandchildren, the days the next day are harder, but it's, that's something that I've determined that I'm going to do. I'm not going to not spend time with my grandchildren. Um, you know, so you pick and choose what you do. So what, what would you say some practical advice to somebody that's going, which everybody's pain's different, but what would, what are some practical things that you've done? I mean, I know one, I know one thing you've learned this through pain management too, is like you got, you got a little puppy that you love. I you know, try to yes. think, you try to get your mind off of it. You've got breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've done you several. Go through some of those. You don't, just the breathing thing. You don't realize whenever you are in pain but you stop breathing. Um, you automatically uh, lock your body up. Like a lot of times when I'm in bed at night, my muscles will shake. And that's from all day long you have locked your body up tight and you don't even realize it. And um, so I know I've told people that have had surg- hard surgeries before, don't forget to breathe. You know, during when you're in pain, breathe through your nose, out your mouth. I know that sounds silly, but really you do forget to breathe when you're in extreme pain so just breathing is is important just to stop and breathe and keep your mind on something else I know when we um we put a tv in my bedroom because I had to be in bed so much and if you lay in bed and you don't have something to look at or something to do you lay there and think about the pain and so if you can watch tv or something read a book or just something you have to get your mind off of the pain if you dwell on the pain then it just gets worse and worse and worse um so you have to get your mind off of it somehow or another um getting out of the house and like i love nature just getting outside every now and then you know helps um gardening for me is a big thing just i just love to play in the dirt and i know i have to be careful i can't do it too much because it will it makes me worse um but just being outside and even just watching birds just anything to get your mind just off even of for it for a few minutes yes just for a few minutes um and the one thing and i actually read this in a book and we did this early on because she's how old is smoochie now she's almost nine um we well, so what's so hard for me at first was I couldn't go to ball games and stuff. Um, when it first happened, I was really bedfast a lot, and um, 
all of a sudden, boom, my whole family was gone running here and there, and I was alone in my bed, and that was traumatic for me. Um, and I read in a pain management book to um, that rubbing animals um, helps with people with pain or sickness, and I've always been an animal lover anyway, but never had had an inside animal dog. So we got a little Yorkie and a puppy, and uh, I'll be honest with you, she was very, very helpful to me because when everybody else was gone, um, she has been there for the past nine years. So even now when I'm alone at the house, she's she's there, and she's sweet, and I can cuddle her and love on her, and she loves on me, and and it has been company. And also they say when you're stroking an animal, something about it helps your brain with the pain. I don't know if it does or not. But. Right. We're not medical, but you've read that. And, and I've known, I've, I've witnessed that because I'm not as pro animal as a lot of people are, but, um, but man, you're an animal lover and it's really brought you a lot of practical yeah, she was comfort. Just, she was just, um, company right when i was alone so there's some practical things i I know one thing that you've done that i've witnessed is you're a lot more organized than i am and you schedule things out you really watch ahead you really try to plan your mornings days afternoons eat what you all those types of things you there's some practical things that can help you through these things as well i mean that that's and and of course you know obviously we would suggest to listen to people who are professionals when it comes to this you've worn back braces you've you've ice, worn ice, ice a lot ice and you've had and walkers and um wore out a wheelchair yeah you know. on and on it goes and uh you've had i mean it's so much you've had to watch the type of clothes that you wear yeah. you've had to watch where where you sit at a at a restaurant or a church you've had to be in fact we have a, a chair in the back of our church that miss cindy sits in so when we say this, this is an, a very, uh, I guess, detailed, elaborate type of thing we've had to deal with. And um, it kind of breaks your heart. Uh, there's a lot of things that are heartbreaking about if you go through pain. Um, we've, we've had to miss some things and just not do some things. And, and it's been hard when you're a pastor and a pastor's wife because not everybody always understands. Our church, I think, for the most part, has been very understanding. They have been wonderful. Uh, and most Christians are. In fact, one of the reasons we're making this is because we want to encourage people to be, and we've learned, hey, man, when somebody says they're in pain, you know, we deal with a lot. I mean, I've been to the hospitals this week visiting, and when somebody is sick or in pain, uh, it humbled me. And I'm going to go through some things that, that, that I've learned going through this that maybe help somebody who's connected to somebody going through pain because that's very hard. It's a unique position you're in. But what are some other things, Ms. Cindy? Is there anything else you'd like to say about... Um, the only thing I can think of is um, someone dealing with pain. Um, you know, for me, I try to be happy still and upbeat, and especially when I'm around church people or family. And sometimes that's really hard when you're, especially in like a night service, and I'm by the end of the service, I'm really hurting. But I don't want anybody to know that I'm really hurting. And um, so, you know... Don't always judge people when you think, oh, they're not being real friendly or they're not being real nice. Or you never know what a person is going through, um, even their physical life or whatever. So sometimes give people a break if they're not being as nice. Or And with pain, you know, I deal with getting 
anybody that deals with pain knows it can make you so irritable and so grouchy just because it's nothing against anybody. It's just that when you hurt so bad, it's just hard to deal with it. It's hard to deal with that hurt and keep going and you have to keep going. And um, so it's really, and I know I have felt so bad for my husband and my family at times because I, normally I'm not, I'm a very sweet person or I try to be, but you can get grouchy when you're in pain. And I have learned at my house to, if I'm in having trouble, trouble, I will go in my room and I will say, guys, it's a bad day. And I will just go to bed and shut the door and try to not bite anybody's head off and try to be kind. But I am very thankful for a husband who has been so loyal for these last 13 and a half years and has put up with me through all the surgeries and all of the hospital visits and everything and been tolerate tolerant of the times that my pain level was so high amen i well, appreciate you honey well I, I what i'd like to do here for the next few minutes and, and i'd like to have you to interject if you if you would like um you don't have to it's a hard thing for us to talk about and been a lot of tears shed been a lot of long nights been a lot of sleep one thing you haven't really talked about that is one of the big problems that we faced uh, and still face. In fact, even today, we're both kind of tired, is um, is uh, our sleeping and being able to get a good night's sleep has totally changed. We have to be really careful about that. We've had to sleep separate sometimes and do all kinds of things when it comes to rest, uh, to almost take shifts at times over these last 13 years. We've gotten we've kind of figured it out a little bit now, but... Um, we we still you know um, look at each other like man we did not rest very well that's been a big problem that is kind of unseen that you don't really talk about but what I, I would like to do though I I I, wrote, I just wrote down some things that if you're going if you're listening today and you're married to someone or maybe it's your maybe it's your mother or maybe a child you know a lot of folks that we know have kid children that maybe they have cancer or you know these are very very serious things and. Um, man, it is. It can be tough when you're going through that, and when you're a Christian, and just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't have hardships or trials or struggles. And I wrote down some things that I think you have to have. Just some words if you're going to be the spouse, and and or the person going through it. This may help the person going through it as well. But if you are the child of a parent that's maybe suffering with some sort of physical pain and there's different types of pain we know people with alzheimer's and i mean you know the human condition is a broken condition um and we know the bible talks about suffering and we know that uh, jesus suffered on the cross there's the bible speaks of agony and uh, we see this and there's so many verses that we could to, could get into we see we know that jesus healed uh we know heaven's gonna be a place of no pain so we got a lot of blessed promises. I want to give you just some nuts and bolts real quickly, and we'll close out the podcast today. But uh, there's some things I wrote down. I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just kind of threw these out real quick. Uh, number one, I would say if you are married to someone, connected to someone, a parent to someone, a child to someone that is going through excruciating pain, you have to have patience. And we know patience is a virtue. We know patience is taught in scripture but you have to have patience 
our schedule was turned upside down almost immediately, even in small ways, even in, you know, who's going to use the, you know, we don't have two bathrooms. For example, in our house, we had teenagers, and who's going to use the bathroom when? Um, we've got to not schedule that revival or that ball game because we've got to go to the doctor. Um, our our patient patience has to change. Uh, we don't always um, see eye to eye, or maybe you're not. Maybe the person you're around it doesn't feel good that day. You've got to know that, and patience uh, would be number one. Second would be understanding. Um, and it's hard to understand pain because you're not going through it. And one of the things that I've learned is I've had to go outside of myself and say, now, wait a minute, what if I was in this sort of pain? How would I feel? What would I say? What would I do? And even if you don't understand the pain, you've got to be understanding to the person. Now, this sounds easy, but it's not as easy as it sounds, obviously. I mean, it's hard to understand. Uh, for example, if, if you haven't ever had cancer or had you know, a limb removed or brain surgery or back surgery, if you've not went through that yourself, it is hard to understand their perspective. But I think it's a Christian teaching to be kind and understanding. Uh, that doesn't mean you always agree. There's things that Miss Cindy said to me that out of anger that I've been like, well, I just don't understand that. And, and uh, I can't say that I've always understood everything. But you've got to really work on understanding. You, you say, Lord, I've got to understand. Uh, another one would be, third I wrote down was decision-making. It changed our decision-making. We look at things uh, differently. You know, now instead of saying, hey, let's go on a date or go out to eat, we, we sometimes say we're going to stay home. Um, we've made different decisions about vehicles we've bought, about, um, you know, trips that we take or there's been times where we didn't do things or did things that maybe we normally would not do we um in fact that brings us to my next one number four is scheduling uh one of the practical things that we've done it's helped us it's helped the pain is uh scheduling things we we have scheduled different things at different times i'm a pastor and an administrator and so i i you know, schedule a lot of things. We've tried to learn to schedule things out um, or look at the schedule for vacations or spending time with other family. And we've just said, hey, we can't do that. One of the, Miss Cindy, I'll tell you this, is she is not a no person. She's a yes person. And one of the hardest things she's had to deal with is saying no to babysitting or helping or doing something. And I'll get her crying if I talk about it much because it really bothers her. And I've had to step in and say, we just can't do that. In fact, some of our confrontations has been when I said no, and she said, oh, yes, we are. And and that's been hard. And behind the scenes, it's not anger. It's just brokenness. It's hurt that we can't do more. Um, And it's not not doing more because of want. In fact, for example, I would say, do you want to do that? And she would correct me, and it's helped me. And it's helped me. She'd say, I want to. I can't. And those are two different things. Wanting to and inability are two different things. And so we've had to look at patience, understanding, decision-making, scheduling. Another thing, if you're the spouse or you're the person is, obviously this goes without saying, but man, it's needed, is compassion. Um, That has been the hardest thing is because you get your heart broken to see somebody you love. 
many people that love, like if you love a child, you would rather go through the pain than to see your child go through it. The same thing if you're married or if you're a parent. You don't want to watch your parents suffer. You know, no no parent wants to watch their child suffer. No loving spouse should ever want to see their spouse go through something. And, man, you've got to keep that compassion. Now, at first, you think, well, that's natural to have compassion. But over time, when you get busy and life moves on, and that pain stays the same, the compassion still has to be there, though. The pain hasn't subsided. The hurt is still there. You still have to have compassion. And I think we're living in a world that has lost compassion uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, we talk about that quite a bit, is having compassion. Did you want to say something, Miss Cindy? Okay. And then, obviously, love goes a long way, of course. You know, I think it can test your love. Um, when I, What I mean by that is, not us personally, but I've seen folks that, we, this is kind of common, actually, sadly, when a lady or a, a, let's say it's a husband or a wife goes through cancer or some sort of sickness, the spouse will bail. They'll head out. They'll leave them. They 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 uh, they'll say this is not what I signed up for. Well, you know if you don't really love them, pain, suffering, and trials will test love. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it'll test that love. Now it can deepen your love. There's been many times we've had some very intimate conversations and just gotten a whole lot closer. But it can also test your love because, you know, Miss Cindy talked about being grouchy. And even if the grouchiness is is warranted and you can understand it, it's still grouchy nonetheless. And one of the things that I've said, and I've learned this like with our kids, is I've had to say to Miss Cindy, she knows what I'm going to say, is you got to remember now, I know you're hurting, but it's not their fault. And that's been hard because you're hurting. And I know you're sad, but it's not everybody else around you's fault, even though it's not your fault either. And that's where you kind of got to just trust the Lord. I think that's when that verse would come in and just say, I'm going to trust God. Because it's not, like for example, it wouldn't be our kid's fault, let's say. But it still would not be her fault. And man, that that love, you got to have love right there because nothing really fixes that and nothing really overcomes that except the love and of course the love of the lord in your heart and saying and that brings me to my last thing and that is along those lines is you've got to forgive now obviously we're married and it's it's had an effect on our marriage and one of the things that we've learned to do is be quick to forgive if miss cindy says hey uh i said that i'm mad today i'm hurt today forgive me now i got a choice right there to say, okay, no harm, no foul. We say that in basketball, no harm, no foul. And I look at Miss Cindy and I, in, a, in, a, in a sense, say, no harm, no foul. I know you don't mean it. You go on, I go on. We good, you good? Yes, and we move on. We've had to do that. That's not always easy because your feelings can get in the way and you've got stuff you're going through yourself as well because you have bad days and don't feel good as well. As we've gotten older, I, I don't always feel the best myself. And so... We have to have forgiveness. One of the things I have found with marriages in particular, I think with children and spouses, or children and parents, I should say, this may be a little easier step because it's kind of a natural thing. But with spouses, let's say, um, that forgiveness, especially we've watched others, we went to some marriage retreats, this is a big problem, is the forgiveness of like, hey, 
he barked at me and all I am is in pain. I may have said something that hurt her like, I'm so sick of you being in pain. Well, that she it's not her fault. So she's offended that I said that. And now all of a sudden we've got a problem. She's mad, I'm mad. And to be honest with you, nobody's really at fault. It's very easy to get over something if you know somebody's at fault. The thing about dealing with pain is it's not anyone's fault. Did you have something you wanted to interject there? You got me. You're crying over here, and I'm feeling bad. Uh, just voicing it and going through this. And and I would say, man, be quick to forgive. And it's not who they really are. Um, and don't hold it against God, and don't be mad at others. You know, people are so cruel. We have a, we have a friend of ours that we love dearly. In fact, I just saw him last night, but he lost his sight some time ago. I never will forget this. I you kind of I was escorting him. We were at a, and I've had this happen a few times with him actually. And this is when I realized how cruel people can be. We were at a sporting event, and you know if you've lost if you are blind, I'll just say the word blind, uh, lost your sight. Um, you you need help to get around, especially when there's crowds. And uh, I never will forget this young girl at a college. We were at a basketball game. And she pretty much just blessed him out. I mean, just blessed him out. And I looked, I said, I said, man, he can't see. And she just kind of went on like she just could care less. And I thought, man, have we gotten so cruel? Um, I, I, I was with him one time and a guy got up in his face and he did, he couldn't see that he was in his face. And I had to be, I wouldn't tell him. And I remember learning how cruel people are. Uh, and people can be cruel about your pain. They look at you, they don't care. One thing we've learned, we... People will say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Let me say this to you. If you're going through pain, most folks, don't, don't get mad, don't get offended. Most folks will not let you tell them how you feel. They don't really care how you feel. Uh, in fact, we've learned to just not just ignore that. They say, how you feel? And before Cindy tells them, they already went on. They did not. That's just a habit. They said how you feel, almost like saying hello. Don't get offended by that. They don't always mean that. That's just a term of speech. But a lot of folks really don't care. They have their own problems. They have their own issues. And when you are hurting, you think you think to yourself, well, I'm the only one hurting. Well, to them, they're like, you're just one person in my life. And I think this is one thing that we've learned through this, is you really have to look to the Lord, look to his word, try to get close to each other, forgive people when they say things that are idiotic, because we all do, and trust God through this pain. And uh, we don't have all the answers. Those are a few thoughts that I had today. You want to close with something, Cindy? Um, I do want to say God is good, and um, I am thankful. Um, uh, this has been really hard uh, thing in my life, but God has gotten me through, and I'm, I am sure that he will continue to get me through until it's my time to uh, be with him. And um, I know it could be worse, and I know that many of you are have worse things that you're dealing with, uh, whether it's cancer or uh, being unable to see or walk or whatever your burden is that you're bear that you are bearing. But um, I do want people to know that if you ever needed to talk or um, share your burden, I am here, and I think that helps a lot if you have someone to talk to that understands. Um, what you're going through and um, that you know helps me sometimes I have a few friends who have back issues and um, it helps every now and then if uh, we can look at each other and say man this cold is killing me today (laughs) 
um, or something, um, just to know that somebody um, feels the same thing you feel. But I do want to say that God is good, and I know that uh, He's the only one that has gotten me through this far, and I am thankful. Um, um, my grandson has said to me, Gigi, I've loved Jesus all my life, ever since I was born. And I think he has felt that way because he's always had Jesus in his life. And I've also been grateful that I've always had Jesus in my life. And I'm um, so thankful for that. And um, so, this, you know, we felt like we should share this because maybe it will help someone who is going through the same thing. And, um, and But I do want to, at the same time, praise his name. Um, although this is our burden that we bear, um, he has been good and he is getting us through it. And, um, just want to say that I love him and I appreciate him and I appreciate my sweet husband. He does these podcasts because he wants to, to, uh, witness to people and, and lead people to Christ. And, and he has a heart for people and I appreciate him. Well, amen. Thank you, Miss Sandy. And, you know, the verse come to mind as you're sharing that is, and I know there's maybe some theological interpretations that, but bear one another's burdens. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different types of burdens. And maybe you're burdened today and you've listened to this and you say, man, I, I need the Lord. I need the Lord to intervene in my life. I need to be able to at least, when all else fails, because you may not have a sp- spouse around. You may not have a, a support network around. You may not have that. I would encourage you, if you've not trusted Christ, to look to Christ. If you have, maybe gotten away, get closer. Uh, don't reject people. Let God use people in your life. God will bring people in your life that can encourage you. And uh, we hope that this has been a help to you. We're going to have a word of prayer. We'd love for you to reach out to us. You can reach us through most social medias now. Uh, you can also reach us privately. And uh, we're pretty much out there. We'd love to hear from you that, that this has been a blessing. We're going to have a word of prayer. And we're going to close. And we thank you for tuning in to Chapel Chimes. Dear Lord, I pray as we close this that you'll bless, that you'll work, that you'll move. And I pray that you'd help somebody today that's in pain. I pray that now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.